The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. Ya'ilu Mishmat Avraham bin Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Rufuash Shilema Eriyahu Chaim ben Sophia Shafia. Enna Refanalo Betok Shar Chole Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chav Gimal Amud Rishon. And we are exactly 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines from the top. The Gemara now is going to discuss the story of Choniya Ma'agal. Literally means Choni the circle maker. And we'll see exactly why they call them Choni the circle maker. We have a bright apamahat. One time, Yatsar Rov Adar. The majority of the month of Adar passed, Velo Yardu Gishamim, and there was no range yet in Eris Israel. It's a crisis. Shalhu Lehoni Amagal. So they sent message to Honi, the circle maker. Now, why did they send the message to him? So the Ayun Yaakov explains is because they were certain that his tefillah is going to be accepted because he was a Hasid and he was Gadol Ador and he had good Maasim Tovim. And also he says, Shayam Mitzair Atzmo Lavin Devre Torah. He would pain himself to understand the Torah. And he would go to the depths of the halakha with his uh, students. So therefore they went to Holiya Ma'agaf to pray. So they went to Holiya Ma'agal in order to, to pray that the rain should... Uh, should the, the, the rain should come. So let's start again. So they sent that he should pray and the rain should come down. So he prayed, but nothing happened. It didn't work. It didn't rain. So he made for himself a circle. He drew a circle on the ground. And he stood in the circle. He learned this from the prophet Habakkuk. One time Habakkuk was having a question to God. Why does God punish the Sadiqim and reward the Rishaim? Why is this Sadiq v'ra'lo and Rasha' v'tovlo? So he wanted to know the answer. So he made a circle, Habakkuk, and he stood in the circle. He says, I'm not leaving the circle until you give me an answer. So the same thing, Hariyam Agal did. He drew a circle, he stood in the circle. Like it says in the Navi, Shneimar al-Mishmarti e'imoda v'tyaseva al-Masor. Like the Prophet said, I'm going to stand in my place until I get an answer. Amar lefanav. So he said in front of Akhazan Baruch this is Honi Amagal talking, Rebono shil'olam, banecha samu penehem alai. Your children have put their uh, trust and faith in me, they've turned to me actually. Shani keben bayit lefanecha. Says because I am like a ben bayit, which means I'm I, I'm like a one that lives in your house. I'm close uh, to you, which means not that I'm the greatest rabbi of the generation. Hasbush shalom. He's saying, but well, I'm like an avid that is, has access to the king's palace, and therefore uh, they came to me because they don't have the inns in your uh, palace. And therefore, Nishba Ali Bishimcha Gadol, I swear in your name, your great name, She'en Izaz Mikan, I'm not leaving the circle, Ajitrahim al Banecha, until you have mercy on your children, meaning until you bring the rains. Hithilu Geshamim Minat Tefin. So it started to drizzle. 
Amru lo talmidav. So the students saw the drizzling. They said, "This is not what they want. The drizzling, they're not, they're not going to make it." They said, "Rabbi, ra'inucha velo namut. We want to see you, and we don't want to die. Which means we want to see you be successful in bringing us the rain, and we don't want to die. I mean, if this is what you're doing, bringing drizzling rain, that's uh, that's not enough." That she says, "Ra'inucha velo namut nireotcha. We want to see you velo namut benihutash tadel shelo namut. Please try and see to it that we don't die." Because of the drought. So the student said, must be that the only reason why God is bringing down even drizzling rains, only because God doesn't want you to make a full swear. Because you swore that you're not leaving the circle. So, okay, rain, this is it. But he doesn't really want to give the rain. So we're in trouble. Amar, so Honi Amagan says, Amar the Fanab actually have to add those words. He tells the Kalos Baruchu, Look, Akshalti, oh God, I didn't ask for this. Ela Gishme Borot Shihinu Me'arot. I want the rains to fill up the reservoirs. Yardu Bezaaf. So they came down in force. Ad Shekol Tipav Tipla Kimlo Pihabit. Which means each drop was the size of the opening of a barrel. And the rabbis calculated it. Which means each tipa was the size of a log. A log is like um, 16 ounces, which is a lot of, um, well, actually 12 ounces, which is a lot uh, for each drop. So the students came to him and said, Rabbi, Ra'inucha namut. Again, we want to see you try to get us the right rate, but we don't want to die. Kimdumin anu yurdim Sounds like these, it looks like these rains over here are coming down to destroy the world. That's not what I asked for. I want the right rains. Rains are blessing. And, uh, and goodness. Yardu kitiknan. All of a sudden the rain started to come down the right way. There was so much rain that they had to go to the high place in Yerushalayim, Harabayim. It was raining and raining and raining, so they didn't want to get flooded. So they had to go to the high, uh, high areas. Amru lo rabbi. So then they told Honiyamagal, Keshem chitpalalta shiyirdu. Just like you prayed that the rain should come down. Now pray that they should go away. We have enough. have a tradition. When you have an abundance of good, you don't pray for abundance of good to stop. The rain is good. You don't pray for the rain to stop. He says, even so, Now there's two interpretations of what this par hoda'ah is. Either it means... Bring a uh, a pot in order that we could make simicha uh, uh, on it, which means that's to put your hands on the animal and you bring it as a shilamim. Because choniyam agal the times of the Beit Hamikdash, so we bring a korban hodas Thanksgiving. Hakadosh Baruch Hu made a miracle for us. We have to bring an animal as a korban to thank Borei Olam. Others explain that he was going to ask God for forgiveness. Par hodah meaning to make vidui. Why? Because he was going to ask God to stop the rain. Normally you don't ask for stopping of the rain, but the people, uh, they wanted them to stop the rain. So, okay, first we have to ask God for forgiveness, because really you're not supposed to pray for this. So bring a paroda'ah. He put his two hands on the animals. The nation that you took out of uh, Misraim, 
Enam Yechorim, they cannot uh, sustain, La'amot to stand, Lo Berov Tovah, Ve Lo Berov Puranut. Which means, Am Yisrael, they took out of Egypt, they cannot take extremes. They cannot take too much good, and they cannot take too much bad. For example, when the Jewish people came out of uh, Misraim, the God gave them the Slav, God gave them meat, and they complained about it. That was too much good. And uh, God tested them with the waters, Bitter waters, they couldn't take that either. Which is, boy, Amisir cannot take extreme situations. When you get angry at them, they cannot stand. When you give them beracha, toba, please, God, I'm praying, let the rain stop. And let the world have beracha, uh, let it have peace. Miyad Nishbaharuwa, all of a sudden the wind came immediately, but it Pazirua Avim the clouds scattered, the Zarha Hama, and the sun came out. The Yaseu Aam the Sadeh, and the people went out to the fields, Vehviulem Kimihinu Patriot already grew in the fields truffles and mushrooms and things like that, where they were able to uh, to eat them. Shalahlo Shivon Ben Shatah. So Shivon Ben Shatah sent Honiya Magal a message. El Male Honi Atah. If you were not known to be Honiya Magal, the big Sadiq that you are, Gozrani Alecha Nidui. I put you in excommunication. Why? He says like this. The way Gaon the Vilna adds the words here. Not only that, he would put him in Nidui because the way he was talking to Kadosh Baruch Hu. I didn't ask for this, I didn't ask for that. Who are you talking to? Which means, uh, Borei Olam brought the, uh, the drizzling. Then he brought the strong rains. What do you mean? You don't talk to God like this. So he says, if you weren't Honiya Ma'agada, we know you're at Sadiq. We put you in uh, Nidui. Not only that, if these were the years, let's say, by like Eliyahu and Avi's time, because we learned in the times of Ahav, Eliyahu and Avi had the keys to the rain. And he stopped the rain for three years from coming. So he says, if you were living in the times of Eliyahu and Avi, where Eliyahu and Avi made a swear, he's not bringing the rain. And you made a swear that you're not getting out of the circle, and you are going to bring the rain. Which means you would have made a Hanun Hashem, because somebody over here is going to be a liar. Because if Eliyahu Nabi says, I swear, there's not going to be rain. And you come along and say, I swear, there is going to be a rain. Somebody over here is going to be proven wrong. Because he's trying to tell them that by you coming along and saying, I swear I'm not leaving, you put yourself in a potential Hanun Hashem. Let's say uh, the rains wouldn't have uh, come. Let's say when I'm having certain Gezerah, and the rains were not supposed to come, you would have made yourself uh, look uh, bad. But then what does he say about ma? I say lecha. No, what am I going to do to you? Sheatam mitchatel ifnei amakom. You misbehave in front of a kadosh baruch hu. Ve'osel lecha resodcha. And still, he does your will. Keben shemitchatel al abiv. Just like a, a, a child that misbehaves to his father. Ve'osel lo resodno. And even though the child is spoiled, the father still does the son's will. Ve'omer lo abba. Holicheni l'rachatzeni b'hamin. Take me to go to the bathhouse to bathe in hot water. And if he takes him to the bathhouse in hot water, the son says, Now, Now, pour the cold water. Give me a cold bath. Tell egozim. I want nuts. Shekedim. I want uh, almonds. Afarsekim. I want uh, peaches. Veremonim and pomegranates. Venotemno. Hey, whatever the kid wants, the, the, the father gives him. Da'alecha katuvomer. On you, the pasuk says, Yismach abicha ve'imecha. 
your father is happy from you and your mother. The mother in this case is Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is happy because they have Chonia Ma'agal, because of his prayers, they brought the rain. And your parents, the one that bore you, will be happy, which means that is his physical mother. The rabbis of the Neshkat Gazit. The Neshkat Gazit is the office where the Sanhedrin sat. Which is after Honiyah Ma'agal was able to bring the rains, it was a tremendous miracle. So the rabbis of the Sanhedrin sent a message to Honiyah Ma'agal. What did they send him? The Tigzar Omer v'yakim lach. They quoted him a pasuk in Tehilim. V'ad derachecha nogaor. What does this pasuk mean? The Tigzar Omer, a person makes a gezerah, a decree, Ata gazalta melemata, the Kadosh Baruch Hu mekayim ma'amarcha melemala. You made a decree on earth, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu fulfilled it in the heavens. The Tigzar Omer, you made a decree, v'yakimlach, and it was fulfilled. The alder achecha nogaor, and on the road there was much light. Dor shehaya afer, the generation that was darkened because of the drought, because there was no rains. Hearta betfilatecha. Now you brought brightness to them because of your tefillah. Now he quotes the end of the pasuk. The end of the pasuk says, Ki ishpilo vatomer gava. Because he was lowered and now you elevated. Dor shehaya shafel. The generation that was low because of the troubles that they had, higbahato betfilatcha. You elevated it because of your tefillah. And then the pasuk continues, v'shach enayim yoshia. What does this mean? So the Gemara explains. Dor sheshach ba'avono. Shach means was bent over, was kafuf. Uh, was uh, lowered because of their sins, and that's why the rains didn't come. So that's the one that was lowered because of the sins. Yoshia, you brought salvation. Then the end of the pasuk says, "Yemalet inaki dor the generation that was not clean, meaning because of its sins. You saved it. As a result of your prayers, v'nimlat bebor kapecha. That's the end of the pasuk. Melateto, you saved it. Bemaasi adecha berurin with your fine deeds. So therefore, the Sanhedrin obviously sent a message to Choni Ma'agal saying, Chazak Baruch, you did a great job. God listens to your prayers on earth. You turned the uh, dark situation into a light situation. You lifted Klaisel that was low, and you caused a generation that was not clean because of sin, but because of your good deeds, you were able to bring them salvation. Comes Gemaran says, Amar Buhanan, Kol Yamav Shil all the years, or all the days of the Tzaddik Choniyah Ma'agal, Hayam Mitzta'ir Al-Mikrazet. He was bothered by the following Pasuk. He didn't know the Pshat in the following Pasuk. Shir Ma'alot Beshuv Hashem Et Shivat Siyon Hayinu Kechodemim. It says that David HaMelech prophesies that when the Jewish people are going to go back to Siyon, after the destruction of the first Bet HaMikdash, it's going to be like a dream. Now we know the first Bet HaMikdash was destroyed. There were 70 years between the first Bet HaMikdash and the second Bet HaMikdash. So the Vina Melech says that the 70 years in between Bayit Rishon and Bayit Sheni is going to be like a dream. When we come back to Siyon, it's going to be like a, a dream. So what was his problem with the Pasuk? Amar, mi'ika denayim shiv'in shenin 
Is it possible to have a 70 year dream? Does anybody go to sleep for 70 years and have a dream for so long? Yomahad, so one day, Havaka Azal Beorha. Havaka was walking on the road. He saw a man, he was planting a carob tree. So he tells him, How many years is it going to take for this tree to produce carob? It doesn't take 70 years to produce. You're going to live 70 years? I mean, you're planting a tree. You're an old man now. You're going to live 70 years to eat the fruit? So he tells him, He says, when I was uh, in this world, there were caribs already here from before. Which is, when I was born, there were carob trees there, which means people before me planted them for me. Right. Just like my parents planted for me, I'm going to plant for my children. Which I don't think I'm going to eat them, but my children, my grandchildren, they'll eat it. Yativ So Honiyam Agal sat down by the carob tree and he ate bread, he had the breakfast, whatever it is. He had the sauda. Uh, all of a sudden a rock came from behind him. And he fell asleep on the rock, next to the rock. He fell asleep. And now all of a sudden the rock came and covered him. And surrounded Hunayim Agal. So now he wasn't visible. Nobody was able to see him. He was covered from visibility. And he slept for 70 years. God was giving his answer. Well, you had a question. Is it possible for a person to sleep for 70 years? A dream? Say, okay, you want to see? So now, he fell asleep for 70 years. When he woke up, So he saw a guy standing at that same carob tree, picking the carobs, taking carob trees off. Amar atu are you the guy that planted this tree? I'm the grandson. The grandson. The barbere ana. I'm So Honey realized what happened. He said, shenin. He says, must be I slept for 70 years. He says, I remember 70 years ago, this guy's grandfather planting the tree. Now I woke up, I see the guy, his grandson eating the fruit. He says, must be I slept for 70 years. He saw his donkey that he had. He had a whole farm now of little donkeys. So he says, must be that the, you know, the donkey that he had gave birth and multiplied to many donkeys. So he went home, he went back to his house. He tells his family members, is Honiya Ma'agal's son still alive? Once see if his son is still around. Is Honiya Ma'agal's son alive? No, Horiyah Magal's son, he's uh, not around anymore. But his grandson is alive. He said, we mean? He says, I am Horiyah Magal. They didn't believe him. What do you mean? Guys going to come along now and say, I'm Horiyah Magal? They didn't believe him. So he went to the Beit Midrash. He wants to go learn something. So he heard the rabbis. 
And the Beit Midlash they were saying the following: Nehirin shma'atetin kibishne choniya ma'agal. Says today we have such clarity in the learning. It's like the years when Choniya Ma'agal was around. Because when Choniya Ma'agal was in the Beit Midrash, he had all the answers, everything was clear. So today we have clarity in the learning, like the years of Choniya Ma'agal. They were reminiscing. They said when Choniya Ma'agal used to come to the Beit Midrash, any question that the rabbis had, he would answer it. So Amadlehu, Ananihu, he said, I'm Choniya Ma'agal. Lo eminuhu. They didn't. Uh, they didn't believe him. Velo avdele yekara And they didn't give him the proper respect. They didn't treat him like Choniyah uh, Magad. They thought he's a regular guy. They didn't give him the proper kavod that was deserving to him. So the Gemara says, Halaj darte. He got depressed. He got upset because of this. Ba'el hameh. He prayed to Kadosh Baruch Umit. And he died. So he, could, he couldn't take the agony of being Honiyah Ma'agal and no one knowing that it's him. And therefore it caused him a lot of pain. So he prayed to Kadosh Baruch Hu to take his life. This is what the people say. Oh Havruta, oh Mituta. Which means, what does this mean over here? Which means like this, if a person has a friend or a study partner, that's good. But if you don't have friends and people who know who you are, better to have death. Or havruta, or mituta. So here, Honiyah Maga is going along to say, I'm Honiyah Maga, we don't know who you are. He has no friends, nobody is, uh, uh, wants uh, accepted that he's Honiyah Maga. So he says, Or havruta, or mituta. Better to have death than to have this uh, situation over here where they did not know who he was. Right? Because he didn't get the right, the proper kavod. Now the Gemara goes on and tells us another story. Comes the Gemara and says, Now, it should be pointed out, there's an interesting Maharsha over here. The reason why he had to ask Rahamin to be taken out of the world, because it was not his time to die yet. The Maharsha says that those 70 years that he slept was not counted for his life. They didn't take those 70 years into account. So really he had more life to live. But because they didn't know who he was, so therefore he was suffering, and therefore he prayed to be taken away. Comes to Gemara now, tells a story about his grandson. Abba Hilkiyah. There was a rabbi called Abba Hilkiyah. Bar de Choni HaMa'agal Hava. He was the grandson of Choni HaMa'agal. Vichim Estarich Al-Mal When the world needed rain, Havu Mishadre Rabbanan Legabeh. The rabbi was, would send uh, messengers to Abah Al-Kiyah, and would pray, and the rain would come. Zimna Hada, one time, it's Tarikh Al-Mal So the world needed rain. Shadu Rabbanan Zugad Rabbanan Legabeh Limifair Rahameh. He, so the rabbi sent a pair of rabbis to Abah Al-Kiyah that he should pray for the situation. So the rain will come. Azul, they went, they went to Abah Al-Kiyah's house. He wasn't home. They didn't find him. Azul So they went to the fields. He was hoeing. Meaning he had his shovel in his hand. And he's digging, he's working in the field. So the rabbis, they see Abba Halkatam, Shalom Alechem, they give the, they give the rabbi uh, Shalom. Velo asbar lehu apeh. He didn't even give them a face, he didn't even turn around. He may believe he didn't even look at he didn't even answer them. 
He's acting strange. Bepanya, which means when it got close to the evening, kiavam and kitsibe. Now he's going home. So he's taking with him wood. Sibe's wood. Darat sibe umara behad kitfa. He took the wood and the mara, mara's the shovel, and he put it on one shoulder. Right? The gilima behad kitfa. And his gilima, his uh, robe that he had, he put on the other shoulder. Now that was strange only because you'd think that he put the robe on his shoulder first, like a cushion, and then put the wood on top, on top of it. Instead, no, he put the wood on his shoulders, and with the shovel, and then he puts the gilima on the other shoulder. They don't see what he's doing. Kula urha, the whole road, lo sayim misaneh. He's walking home, this Abba al he wasn't wearing shoes the whole time. But he was wearing socks. When he got to the stream of water, he puts on his shoes and he walks through the water. Again, strange behavior. When he got to an area that's like with thorns in the bushes, that like thorn bushes there. So what did he do? He picked up his uh, robe that he had wearing, and now the thorns are cutting his uh, feet. So they cannot steal. What, what, what are they doing? Like he should have left his uh, robe down to protect him. So the when he came back to the city, his wife came out to greet him. She came out all beautiful with the jewelry and makeup. It's strange. He's a rabbi. His wife comes out to greet him in such a way. When he got to his house, First his wife walked into the house. Then he walked in second. Then the rabbis walked in third. Which is also strange. How come they didn't invite the rabbis in first? How come he didn't invite them in first? We'll see. And how come he walked in front, in back of his wife? Normally, the halakha says, a man is not supposed to walk behind a lady. The man is supposed to walk in front. So the rabbis were perplexed by all this strange behavior. But it continues. Yativ... So now what happened? They sat. Now they're having uh, bread. He didn't, invite, he didn't invite the rabbis. He didn't tell the rabbis, please have some uh, bread. He sat down to eat with his family. He didn't invite the hakamim. Now he started giving the bread to his children. To the older son, Hada. He gave him one loaf. Zutra to the youngest son, Tre. He gave him two loaves. Amalu did the bitu. So now he tells his wife, Yadana did a banan mishum mitra ka'atu. So I know what the rabbis are here for. The rabbis are here to ask me to pray for the rain. Nisak le igra. Let's go up to the roof. Let's pray before they ask us. Let's just pray for the rain. Could be a Kadosh Baruch Hu be appeased. And I'll bring the rain. And we won't have to take credit for it. Which means that they were very humble, modest people. Before they ask, let's go up there, we'll pray. They won't know we're praying. The rain will come, we'll come downstairs. And then the rabbis will ask us, will say, hey, what do you ask us for? It's raining already. You don't need, uh, you don't need that with the filon. Sakun igra. So they went up to the roof. Kam ihu So he stood in one corner praying. And she stood in another corner. Kadim saluk anane mehak zavita And the clouds started to come. From which corner? From the corner of where his wife was standing. So it seems that his wife had a bigger zechut than he did. 
Kinahi, they came downstairs, Amar lehu, see now he starts to talk. He tells the rabbis, Amai atura banan, rabbis, what are you doing here? The rabbi sent us to the master. That you should pray for the rains. Baruch Hashem, you don't need me. It's, it's, it's raining. They told Rabbi, you can't hide it from us. We know what you did. We know the rains are coming because of you. Could you explain to us, Master? We have certain things that we're amazed. We're wondering your behavior. Could you explain it to us? Number one, how come when we gave you shalom, when we saw you in the field, you didn't even turn your head to us, you didn't even ignore us. I'm getting paid by the day, I'm getting paid by the hour. And I said, I'm not going to waste the time. Which means the guy who's paying me, is paying me to work 60 minute hours. Now I'm going to start saying shalom to you, that's stealing. And if I wasn't allowed to say, because uh, it's not uh, honest uh, in business. Okay? How come you put the wood on your shoulder? And you put the gilima on the other shoulder, how come you put it underneath it? Because really this gilima was borrowed. I borrowed it for wearing. But I didn't borrow it to use it as a cushion to put the wood and the shovel. So therefore it's also gezela. I'm not allowed to use an item that I borrowed it for one thing and use it for a different purpose. How come the whole time you were walking you weren't wearing shoes? When you got to the waters you put on the shoes. The whole way I'm walking, I don't have to wear shoes. I can see exactly what's on the road. I see where the uh, thorns are, I see where the pebbles are, so I can uh, watch myself. However, but in the water, I don't know what's on the bottom of the water. Maybe there's fish, maybe there's snakes, maybe there's uh, rocks, so I have to protect my feet. So therefore you saw, he, he did not wear the shoes. In the olden days, they were very careful, they didn't want to wear out their shoes. So they only wore them when they needed to. It says, in the, in the water, I got to wear it, because I can't see what's on the bottom of the ocean. How come when you got to the thorns, you picked up your uh, robe, you should have just walked through it. Which means, if I cut myself on my legs, it's it'll heal. However, if I rip my robe, it doesn't heal. I can't fix it. Which means once you tear the robe, it's finished. So therefore, I'd rather cut myself than have the robe get uh, torn. How come when we got to the city, your wife came out, she was all beautiful, she came out all dressed up. So I don't look at another wife, another lady. Which means, my wife is protecting me from Amon. She comes dressed pretty, so I go look at her. So I don't have any yetzer to go look at uh, somebody else. 
Ayla hi beresha vehadar ayil mor abatra vehadar aylin an anan. The order that you walked in the house. How come you let your wife go in first, then you walked in second, then you let us go in last? She says, normally the balabai should go in first, especially you're not supposed to walk uh, behind a lady, even if it's your wife. So the Gemara says, Amar lehu mishum delo badkituli. So I don't know who you are. Which means if I'm going to go into the house first, then I'm leaving you outside with my wife alone. I don't know you, I don't know you people. I don't know if you people are uh, trustworthy. And therefore, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do that. Now, if I'm going to let you to go into the house first, I don't know who you are. You're in my house alone. So therefore, I had to first protect my wife. She goes in the house first. Now she's, uh, she's alone in the house without anybody. I go in after so I can protect her. And then you come in last. So therefore, he gave a, a good interpretation. So comes the Gemara and says... <coughs> Right, she says that we have a rule. Call Adam Until you know who a person is, you have to treat him as if he's a thief in your eyes. And therefore, they, I don't know who you people are. You look like rabbis, but I don't know if you're really legitimate or not. So they have to protect. How come when you sat down to have the food, how come you didn't say have something to eat? Mishum delo nefisha neftai. Because really there wasn't enough bread for everybody. Ve'amir and I said, Lo ahazik pehu berabbanan tibuta bechinam. I didn't want you to owe me something for nothing. Which means, what's going to happen? They're going to come along and he's going to tell the rabbis, Oh, b'chabot, have something, uh, have something to eat. And they're going to realize that maybe there's not enough. Right? They say, no, 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 thank you. But now meanwhile, you're going to owe me something. Because I offered you. So therefore, I didn't want to offer you something that you're going to be obligated to, to pay me back, knowing that I didn't have. So I didn't want to put you in a position that you're going to have to give me a favor. So therefore, I didn't offer you. Why did you give the younger son two loaves of bread, and the older son you only gave one loaf? The older son, he's home all day long. He can eat all day long from the house. But the younger one, he's in the school all day. They don't give him lunch in school, so he comes home hungry. Therefore, I have to give him two loaves, because he doesn't have the food. saluk how come the clouds they came from your wife's side first before your side when you went up to pray so he says she says because the wife is home all day right she's found in the house when an ani comes to the house for food what does the wife give him bread ready made food and the hana is immediate. Jeez, the, the Ani could take the bread right away and eat it. However, I'm in the field all day long. If Ani comes to me, what do I give him? I don't have bread on me. I give him money. And therefore the hana is not immediate. He has to take the money and cash it in to go buy bread. So therefore since her hana is immediate, so the hana for the rain came from her side. Because her tzedakah is better than my tzedakah. In a or another interpretation, Hanehu, why she is had the zechut. Hanehu biryone dahavu b'shibutan. There were certain biryone. Biryone are like bullies, troublemakers that were living in the neighborhood, 
I prayed to God that they should die. It seems they were giving the rabbi a hard time. But she prayed differently. She prayed to Gadosh Baruch Hu that they should make the Shuvah. And what happened? And they made the Shuvah. And therefore, since she has Rahmanut on these people, even though they're not worthy, so therefore, what Allah said, the zikut of the rain, even though the people might not be worthy, is going to come from the wife's side. Now the Gemara tells another story. Hanan and Nihba. There was a rabbi called Hanan and Nihba. Literally, is Hanan the one that hides himself? Who was he? Bar Barthed Mahagal. He was also the grandson of Honiya Mahagal. He was the son of Honi's daughter. Okay, what's the story with him? Again, when the world needed rain, When the world needed rain, the rabbis would send the little kids to go ask him for the rain. Why would they send little kids? Because if they would send big rabbis, he would hide himself. Because he didn't want Hakamim to come to him and give him all the kavod. But when they send little kids... So he wouldn't think that they're coming for anything uh, serious, maybe. So he wouldn't hide from them, and he'd uh, be able to, he'd uh, he'd be uh, available for them. That's what the Farshim explains. Now she says also uh, the children when they ask for rain, the rabbi becomes more compassionate because he feels bad for the children that they don't have rain. So they put to make him his heart a little softer. So that's why they did it. Okay. And the Maharsha says that even if he would hide, the children are not embarrassed. They would go into the Beit HaKisei even together. So therefore, they sent the children because the adults, if he's going to hide in the bathroom, let's say, they're not going to go into the bathroom after him. But the children, they're going to go after him. So therefore, they would send the children. In any event, The children would hold on to the, 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 the corner of his gilima, of his robe. They'd pull on it. And what would they say? The they would say, Abba, Abba, Daddy, Daddy, have land mitra. Please, we need rain. That's what they would do to him. Amar Baruch Hu. So this rabbi, Hanan and Ihbah, would say in front of Kadosh Baruch Hu, Boroshil Ulam, Elu. Bring the rain because of these children. She'en makirin ben abad yahid mitra, le'abad elo yahid mitra. They don't know the difference between the father that does bring the rain, which is you, and the father that doesn't bring the rain, which is me. If they call me Abba, Abba, give me rain. Please, they don't know. I'm not the father that can bring the rain. So do it, do it for their sake. So the Gemara says, Why do they call him Hanan, the one that hides? Two interpretations. Either he was very modest in the bathroom. The bathroom they used to have in a private area. But still, even though it was in a private area, he was mahbi He was very modest. He didn't uncover himself more than he had to. Or like we learned earlier, that whenever the hachimim would come to speak to him, he would run away from them. He was humble. He didn't want the hachimim to give him all the kavod. So he ran to the bed and he said, tells Rab Safra, come and see. Ma ben Look at the difference between the strong rabbis, the takifim, the strong rabbis of Eretz Israel. Compare them to the Hasidim of Babel. Right, what's the difference between the rabbis of Israel and the rabbis of Babel? 
Hasidim and Babel, who were the great rabbis of Babel? Rav Huna and Rav Hizda. Those two rabbis. Ki avam matzrich, or mastarich alma limitra, when the world needed rain, Amri, what did they say? What did they do? They said, Nichnif, let's uh, gather, hadadeh, together, v'nivayir ahameh, and we'll pray to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ifshar demirtzeh Kadosh Baruch Hu, maybe God will be appeased, v'yayteh mitra, which means in Eris Bavim, when they needed to pray for the rains, the two rabbis, Rav Hunan of Hazda, they came together, and they prayed in order to bring the rain. However, the great rabbis of Israel, like the rabbi called Rabbi Yonah, Abu the Rabbi Mani, who's the father of Rabbi Mani. When the world needed rain, what did he do? He would come to his house. Give me the goalki. What is the goalki? So that's like a sack, like a bag. And I'm going to go now to the marketplace, and for a zuz I'm going to buy a bura. A bura is wheat. Which means, he would come home, he was very modest, Rabbi Yonah. He would come along and tell his family, do me a favor, give me the, the bag, I'm going to go to the store now, and I'm going to buy you wheat for a, for a zuz. Okay? When he would go out, he would go to a very deep place to pray. Why do we go to a deep place to pray? Because the Pasuk says you're supposed to cry, call out to God from the depths, from the, the low areas. And he would stand in a very modest place. And he would take that sackcloth and he would wear it. So you see how humble he was. He would, he would trick his family. He would tell his family, yeah, give me a sack, I want to go to the market and buy some uh, wheat. So he wasn't doing that. He was doing it to ignore prey. Because in the old days when he used to pray, they put sackcloth on the body, like they were mourning. Then therefore he would go hide out into a certain field, and pray to Akadosh Baruch for the rain, and put the sackcloth on him. And the rains would come. So they're showing you how humble the rabbis of Eretz Israel were. Where the rabbis of Bethel, they went together in public, and they prayed. The rabbis of Israel, they went in hiding with anybody knowing. When, they, when he would come back to his house, Amri le aitemor ibura. They said, Dad, where's the uh, where's the wheat? You didn't buy the wheat. Amar lehu amina. He would say, you know, I said to myself, huil veatam mitra. Now that it started to rain, hashtar ravah alma. Now there's going to be a beracha in the world. And therefore, why do I have to spend so much money? I'll wait till the prices go down. Which means, he would give them the excuse, no, I didn't buy it, because uh, I'll wait till the prices go down. Now because now there is rain. Little did they know that he's the one that brought the rain because of his tefillot. Okay. Comes to the Furthermore, Rabbi Maneh. There was a rabbi called Rabbi Maneh. Bere, his son, Havu kamitzare le debenisia. Okay. Rabbi Maneh was the son of Rabbi Yonah. It seems that the benisia, that was the house of the nasi, the house of the president or the people of the president's house. They were giving him a lot of problems. They were mitzarim. Ishtatah al kivra de Abu. So he went to his father's grave to pray. I mean, Rabbani went to Rabbi Yonah's grave in order to pray, because they were giving him a hard time, the people of the Benasi. Amar le Abba, Abba. He cried to his father, Hanem 
these uh, people, they're giving me a lot of agony. So one day, the men, the president's men, they were riding on their horses by their father's grave. What happened? In The legs of the horses got stuck in the ground right by the kever. Until they accepted upon themselves that they're not going to agonize the rabbi anymore. They realized, why are we getting stuck by this rabbi's grave over here? Must be because we're doing his son, we're giving him trouble. So the horses couldn't move. They realized, we have to make teshuvah, so they accepted it upon themselves. Come to Gemara continues. Vetu, another story. Rabbi Maneh, Haba Shachiyah Kamed Rabbi Yitzhak bin Yashiv. Rabbi Maneh used to be frequent to a great rabbi called Rabbi Yitzhak ben Eliashif. Amar he said, Atire debe He says, my father-in-law, this is Rabbani talking, he says, my father-in-law's house, they're very wealthy people, Ka'amitsa'aruli. And they give me a lot of uh, agony, because they become arrogant. Uh-huh. And therefore, because of all their wealth, my father-in-law's house, they're giving me a lot of uh, tsa'ar. So what did Rabbi Yitzhak ben Eliashif say? Amar li'anu. Let them become poor. And what happened? They became poor. Just on one word of the rabbi. But what happened? After that, now they want my money. Because they became poor. Now my in-laws are coming along. They say they want Amar uh, Okay, they should become rich again. And what happened? They became wealthy again. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar, one time the man he said to Rabbi Yitzhak Yashid, Lo mikable alai in shebeti. He, he says like this, My wife, she's not appealing to me. It seems she was uh, ugly, and then he says, She doesn't uh, appeal to me, my wife. Amar, this, so the rabbi said, Mashema, what's her name? So he says, Hanna, the name is Hanna. So the rabbi says, Fine, Tityapi Hanna. Let Hanna become Pretty. beautiful. And what happened? She became beautiful. Now that she became beautiful, she became hoary over him. Now she became a big shot. Now she's giving him uh, more troubles than she did when she was ugly. So Amar let Hana go back to being black again, to being ugly. Which means he uh, he gave her back the uh, the, the curse. And what happened? It, uh, she went back to her ugly way. There were two students. They were in front of Rabbi Yitzhak Ben Eliashif. They, they were learning uh, in front of him. Right? So they said like this, Please pray for us. We want to become hachamim in Torah. Could you pray for us? She says, I had this ability. Which means there was a time where I had this uh, ability. However, Which means... It left me. And now my tefillot are not able to be accepted as they used to be. That's the way it's explained. Which means, he was giving an excuse. He didn't want to bother those baruchu. Now everyone's going to come with a tefillah. Now pray for me, I get smart. So he gave an excuse. He said, that power that I used to have, I don't have it anymore. Therefore, they wouldn't uh, ask him for these things. Baruch Amen. Amen.